Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So for this Monday Mini, we're going to revisit our very first episode that Samantha and I did together in the way back. Pre-pandemic, which feels like decades ago. Yes, it does. It feels like a very long time ago. Uh, And the topic, which is always fun to tell our bosses when they're like, do you remember the very first episode the two of you did together was, are we failures? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's in that episode, uh, if you haven't heard it or don't quite remember, uh, we just kind of talked about um, how, in what ways we felt like failures, because spoiler alert, there were a lot of like, I do feel like I failed in this way or this way or this way, and why we felt that way. And I was thinking about this, because we've been meaning to revisit this one for a while. And I was thinking about what I said I felt like a failure in what ways in that one? And it's interesting because while... I guess this one's going to have kind of a silver lining for me because there's, <laughs> some things are still the same. Some mm-hmm. things I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because we were talking individually, but also when it comes to feminism. Mm-hmm. But some things I'm like, I don't feel so much as a failure around that one anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, especially we talked about like being single or like not having a house or not have, not owning anything. like. So, because I've, like, had my sort of coming out journey on this podcast, like, I don't know. It was interesting. I I thought, I, I kind of honestly, listeners, thought it was going to be a bit of a downer of a revisit. <laughs> and some of it is. But some of it is hopeful. And um, that, that feels nice. And the pandemic has certainly changed the calculation mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. 
But I don't know. What were your your thoughts or feelings about revisiting this topic? Right. I mean, definitely when it comes to uh, physical checks, as in like, yes, I've done this and I've done this. Let me show you this physical evidence. I feel like maybe I've grown in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I also think back at uh, what we saw during the pandemic and people really calling out problematic ideas of what success is, especially when it comes to women. And I love seeing this turnaround. I love seeing this conversation taking a new uh, step forward. To mm-hmm. me, it's a step forward. Maybe it's because it aligns with me more. I don't know. But it, it's kind of nice to see uh, to that route. Of course, for me, because I am somewhat of a pessimist in my in just my personality type, mm-hmm. there are other things that I'm very worried about. But in comparison to what's happening around us, it feels like we're taking a step forward uh, personally. I feel like I've taken a step forward personally. Then I say that and I feel immediate guilt for saying that because I feel like I shouldn't say that because right. it feels gloaty. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is another conversation we saw play out during the pandemic as well. Um, and it was it's not a new conversation by any means, but uh, it just I think it became more of a like, I'm using the pandemic for glow up uh, thing. Right. It was sort of different, but similar to conversations we had before about how we define success, especially for uh, women in this case. And in that original episode, we did talk about a lot of the things that women get docked for. And I think we are seeing a lot of interesting and needed conversations around that, why that needs to change. And and, and some of them are a struggle. Some of them are a struggle still. Every day is not the same. So some days I feel like, okay, I'm doing better than other days. I think for me, Pre-pandemic, a lot of the stuff I defined as success was around discipline, around my body. So like weight gain during the pandemic has been hard uh, and around work and, you know, work during the pandemic has in some instances has been hard. Don't get me wrong. Very, We're very lucky we can do this from home. I am quite aware that this is a very nice setup to have. But I think everybody experienced that during the pandemic. Like some days it just was not there. <laughs> and it's, you, I feel like even even in those conversations, I have had more mindfulness around why I feel that way, why I think that way, why it's problematic, or how to try to reframe um, those conversations. So that's been, I think that's been good. That's something for me. I do certainly still feel like a failure in in a lot of things, but I'm more, not forgiving necessarily, but I'm more like, well, how can we work on this? Let's recognize this. Why do you feel this way? What are other things you can do? And especially, yeah, in, in the world of feminism, um, you and I have discussed, like we frequently feel like, well, we're not doing enough or we're not, we, we need to do more. What if we're missing this? or just feeling like we're not enough. And that's something that I still struggle with and grapple with. But with you, we've had these conversations and I think sometimes you and I can help each other get through those sort of darker moments. 
I think so, too. And I think we get a lot of great listeners, our fam, let us know what they're going through and how they feel similar to us and or uh, how to combat it or how to, like, encourage it. So I think it's been uh, wonderful to have that network that I've never had before. This is a beautiful turn of events for me to have that type of support network. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. I think you're completely correct, especially with feeling like all of the rights for women um, and those who have uteruses and or um, any rights in general when it comes to uh, civil rights as well as equality and equity has been slowly and is being slowly stripped away, it seems, as of late. And this impending need to do things, but 
confusion and what to do, who to trust, uh, how loud to be it, who should be leading, who shouldn't be leading, who should be talking, who's not talking enough. All of these conversations come out and it just kind of makes you feel stagnant because of fear. Um, For me, that's exactly what happens. Uh, I kind of backed off of all social media, even though we're pretty supported as for our own social media stuff. Um, And when it comes to conversation starters, People in our group, people in our listenership, uh, they are amazing and they have great conversations for the most part. Uh, Trolls typically don't come through on those types of avenues. Do we get trolls everywhere else? Absolutely. I figured that out and try to ignore it. But like all of these things are big conversations that we need to have because these are not uh, just black and white issues as it should be because it becomes a teardown within a group in trying to see behind the curtains and motives. And I feel like that's part of the big thing that's always been around. But now it feels like it's even sneakier with our talk conversations of misinformation and disinformation and who is a good player and who's a bad player in this conversation as well. So there's so much to do. And as you and I have tried to research and we try to be correct, uh, we try to back it with research and evidence, um, making sure we're not misspeaking uh, or speaking over others. There's a lot to be thought through in this day and age, and it should be. It should have come to this point. This whole, like, people talking about, you know, it's too political, no one can say anything, no one can do these things. You know, that, y'all, y'all, we should have been talking about that. We should be considering this to to begin with. And if it upsets you that you can't just speak as you spoke before and you have to actually think about it, what? That should be the conversation you're having with yourself. Um, That is an old adage to think before you speak. And yet when we actually call people out on it, we're being told we're being too sensitive or, you know, all of these things. But with that responsibility, with that conversation, it's a lot. Uh, And I'm not saying that, again, I absolutely stick to that. We should be doing that. But it takes a lot of things, especially when you feel like every turn could be a mistake. Yeah, And that's one of the things that I have probably struggled the most with as of like our new failures, because I feel like the stereotypical things that we talked about at the beginning, well, that I talked about, that I'm coming upon 40 and I wasn't married and I didn't have a home and I didn't have children and all these no- normal things. And am I going to die alone? No one taking care of me, like my mother said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. But that's not important anymore because what we come to is like, yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten some of those things. I've mm-hmm. gotten into that place of like, I found, quote unquote, or I settled into that. And I'm happy with that, content with that, but that's not the conversation anymore. And we've become to the point, thank God, and I don't know if it's the Gen Z or so like, yeah, come on, get over it. Mm-hmm. Making us realize that these are not what define us anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, in this day and age, as we're fighting for human rights in general, these are the conversations that just like, eh, okay, that was a tradition. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make you, and it shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, I've definitely felt a... And it, for me, it could definitely... For me, it could be a settling in of of how I identify and just... I, I really think that mindfulness of thinking about why you do things. But as you were talking about, like, even in these conversations we're having where people um, are having to or should be putting more thought into them and always should have been, that some things just don't feel as important to me anymore. 
and other things feel way more important. And and again, as I said, every day can change. Like one day, maybe those will come back and haunt me. Like, oh, you're still single and you're renting an apartment, whatever it is. Uh, but those are becoming fewer and far between for me. Um, I I also absolutely agree about the... I backed off of social media too. That's That's probably something I have struggled with the most as well as being feminist enough, being supported, doing the right thing, doing the thing that's going to have the most impact. What does that look like? What are my skill sets? Because, and I know... It's not, no one agrees on everything completely, but um, as in what is the best way to support and help. So if I feel like I I can't, I don't feel comfortable with the social media part, then I try to donate. Like I try to find a thing, like if I care about this thing, what is the other thing I can do? Um, and I am working on that and I'm trying to get better about, about that. But that uh, being on this show and being a feminist show where we want to be intersectional feminists and that's something that's our goal, that's our mission, it is something that we always are thinking about and sometimes does feel overwhelming and just it can feel like you're a failure because it feels like you're not doing enough um, in this space. But at the same time, we've had a lot of conversations about burnout and about how activism can look different ways. And um, so I think those conversations are important and are ongoing. Um, and again, not everyone agrees on, on what that looks like. Uh, but it's also interesting because I was thinking about this when you and I did that, it was our, the original, are we failures? It was like our first time podcasting together, but it was like your first time. So it's been really fascinating for me. Uh, to watch you grow and become more confident and you have all these great ideas um, and you, you always are just coming up with like new ways to make the show have more of our voice. And I struggled to come onto this show because of like, I'm not going to be feminist enough. I'm not a good enough feminist. And I just, I'm happy to see that I, I feel more confident in it. I think I could be wrong, but I feel like you feel more confident in it. I feel more confident in us together. And I feel like we've come up with like a lot of things that make this because we've gone through several hosts on the show that make it more of our voice. Right. Yeah, uh, definitely from the first time to this time. Uh, it was, I was in shell shock. Is that the word I would want? Um, especially for the first few months, if not for the year, trying to understand the impact of podcasting in general. Uh, because I did not listen to podcasts, even though I had many of friends who were professional podcasters, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what it was and what it is and how significant and important it can be. It's interesting, especially coming into this field, because yes, I was already in the social justice field. My specialty was with women and children. And coming into this is a whole different conversation when you talk about uh, public forums and what this looks like coming out of the field into uh kind of more research. Research is not my stronghold, y'all. We know this. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all might not know this. Uh, <laughs> Annie knows this. And it's been an interesting learning curve to do all of that conversation, making it about um, 
deeper, meaningful conversations on this research and what it means to uh, have a platform in general. It's been interesting. And I feel like, yeah, we definitely have worked and molded this to our personality finally. For me, I think still part of this failure conversation is what is my personality? (laughs) (laughs) Because part of my attachment issues is to uh, melt and mold into uh, the setting rather than being my own setting and being my own mold uh, because acclimation was number one for me. Uh, Fitting in, disappearing, becoming a part of the crowd is something that I learned to survive. And that's kind of still my mode. And it's, it's really interesting to try to pull myself out of that, even though you know, characteristically, I'm loud, I make jokes, I am sarcastic, I am blunt, I am there. Like, I, my presence typically can be known if, it, if I want it to be. Apparently, to some, I'm intimidating, which is <laughs> hilarious to me. Um, but all of that to say, still part of that conversation is also trying to fit in mm-hmm. and, and molding in, especially when it comes to things that I feel like are out of my reach. Mm-hmm. I think you and I both talk about this a little bit when we're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is not my... You know, right. feel this is not my personal take on right. things. So this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and dipping into that, but at the same time having that moment of realization that we who are fighting and learning new things in mm-hmm. feminism and understanding intersectionality in itself is the journey that we should be showing because we all should be doing this together. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've really found that uh, footing for ourselves uh, because we are challenging each other, not just to mold it like for ourselves, but to love each other's loves, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are very different in our interests. And I love that, but I love that we understand under these what would be like just typical things, there's a bigger conversation of leaving uh, marginalized people out. And Mm -hmm. that in itself should be talked about more and more. And I think we've done a pretty good job. I don't know. I put that as a question mark uh, (laughs) because I'm afraid to say it too loudly. But like Mm -hmm. when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to uh, things that are typically held by men, which is the love of video games, the the fandom of different genres, uh, just understanding that and making it uh, bigger. And, and we hate that. We have to even have to have the conversation of like, yeah, it excludes these people, mm-hmm. these groups of people, and it shouldn't. And we need to talk about that, whether it's on the entertainment level, political level, housing level, like food shortages, healthcare, like all of these yeah. things. We have to go to that deeper level because mm-hmm. if we don't, we just allow the status quo, which is cis-hetero men t- taking over the narrative and saying they're the most important beings to this mm-hmm. conversation and it shouldn't be and why we have to like really rearrange uh who is being highlighted yes yes and um that was one of our when we had to write like what is this show about um for work that was one of the things we said was like intersectional feminism is everywhere like you can't remove any topic from it right right so <laughs> no shortage of topics for us to talk about. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. And in the interest of transparency, listeners, some days, I bet if we did this episode on a bad day, we would have different thoughts. Um, <laughs> but uh, today, as we're having this conversation, and, and for the past, because I've been thinking about it, and I just feel more settled, I think, in myself mm-hmm. and in the show. So today, I th- I feel there's certainly more work to be done. There always is. But compared to that first episode, I feel better. Right. I think we've grown into understanding, once again, going past the narrative of the norm to today and still always knowing mm-hmm. that failing happens and it'll mm-hmm. always happen. And that's a good thing because when we fail, we learn, we grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should be a constant. Yeah. Failure is a constant. <laughs> <laughs> wise words, Samantha, wise <laughs> words. Well, I'm very honored to be on this journey with you, Samantha. In the very first episode, it's been a delight to work with you and see you grow. I love that I can uh, warm my way into this <laughs> position with you, who is an amazing leader and a teacher in this. It's been phenomenal, and I do feel like I'm learning from the best. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, And thanks to you listeners, because seriously, you mean so much. Um, Hearing from you means so much. And you do 
this growth we're talking about, a lot of it is thanks to you because you right. you will let us know what we should be talking about. Have you heard about this? Um, you'll tell us like you missed this part of the conversation. It's honestly so rewarding and thank you. And speaking of, if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I'll never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'll Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.